Credit Card, brought to you by Bank of Ireland in partnership with Aer Lingus. Whether you're buying your weekly basics or splurging on a special gift, with Air Credit Card, you'll collect Avios and unlock even more rewards. The only credit card in Ireland that gives you travel rewards as you spend. Sign up now by searching Bank of Ireland Air Credit Card and go from tap to takeoff. Bank of Ireland, begin. Over 18s only. Acceptance criteria, lending criteria, terms and conditions apply. Subject to a monthly fee of €7.99 and annual government stamp duty of €30. Bank of Ireland is regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland. The Hard Shoulder. With Nissan. Number one for petrol in Ireland. Number one for electric. Nissan. Innovation that excites. This is News Talk. Welcome back to The Hard Shoulder with me, Ivan Yates, every Friday on the show at this time. We finish out the week by taking a look back at some of the stories that got us talking over the past seven days with a jaundiced eye. It's a great pleasure to welcome Bill Hughes, producer of Mind the Gap Films, Richie Oakley, uh, editor of the Ireland edition of The Times, and Theresa Lowe, barrister and CEO of Theresa Lowe Communications. Uh, uh, I saw you recently, Richie, because you're bitching about cyclists as usual. But anything interesting in your life, Bill? Oh, no. You know me. I'm just wallpaper, really. No, I, have you, have you, I, like... I'm very excited at the return of Cutting Edge. It's coming back on March 20th. Yes. Uh, and uh, Off the air the... far too long. Uh, yeah. Thank you very much. Uh, back to its wonderful slot with Brendan O'Connor at the helm on Wednesday. There's the no truth in the rumour. The reason why it's not on in January and February is that it's just too expensive to hire Bill and his crew. There's no truth in that whatsoever, Ivan. Maybe if you were hosting, that would be the case, but no. Tell me, uh, uh, anything transatlantic tickling your fancy? Uh, well, lots of nice stuff still going on with Lords and Ladles. That's, that was actually, that's where I was heading. It's out there doing all that lovely business for us. And uh, only yesterday I had a phone call from a guy in, in, uh, in New Jersey who tracked me down online and said, you know, I'm the shop steward of the New York Postal uh, Union and uh, your show, Lords right. and Ladles. What, a, you know, yeah, and he yeah. was going on about yeah. it. So I was like, wow. You, you, you know? But it wasn't, uh, there was no invoice coming from and him. No, no, no. no. <laughs> well, there's no, there's no need. It's, it's out there doing the business. All right. All right. And Teresa, anything strange for you? Barristering I'm, I'm, away? I'm so excited that you asked me was anything exciting yeah. me or interesting. Yeah, oh, no, do you anyone plug anything? I, 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 I never knew that I was going to, to do this. So, so, no, so, see, Bill, Bill insists <laughs> when he comes in. Look, and, you know, if Richie Oakley is a supplement for the, you know, Saturday he, edition, he needs to plug it, you know what I mean? Just, What's brilliant about this is I actually do have something to plug. Oh, good. Marvellous. Shoot. So I've got a new podcast series and it's called The Other Side and we're kicking off mid-March uh, and really getting into it. We're launching mid-March and hoping to get underway by the end of, of, of March. What, what is it? So we have, it, it. The Other Side, we take a very well-known person, for instance, somebody like yourself. Yeah. But when did you become really, really well-known and established in, generally in, in, in all of our countries? I'm an overnight success after well, 40 years <laughs> Trying, yeah. <laughs> well, do you know what I think? I think you really became famous when you, you sat beside behind that microphone and you presented. No, I was famous as a politician. Well, 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 well but, but not to everybody. But, so, but, but the but, point of this podcast so the point series is, is all of the things that w- formed you as the broadcaster, the politician, everything that happened in your youth, all of those little steps and byways yeah, yeah. that you took all along your life, 
that's what's important to me and what's interesting to me. So it's a one-to-one one interview. Thing. It's a one-to-one. Oh, right. It's and it's video and audio. So we're sitting. And in how do you room. how do you access this? Is and it by subscription even, or advertising? Y- or y- yes, it, it it will be subscription. We're, we're talking to radio stations. We're talking. It's going to be the internet. Uh, so you you be sponsorship. Okay, and, and it's called it's the very, other side. It's called the other side. So so um, we we have Michal and we're hurting. We've got the wonderful influencer, uh, James Kavanagh. Uh, Ricky Tomlinson is coming over, especially right. for it next week. He's, he's going right. to talk to us as well. We've, we've George Hook, the first time that he's done an interview since his retirement, and he is just unbelievable. He okay. is How long do they last, the cylinders. podcast? Well, well, well we, we say about an hour, but funny enough, people have gone on talking oh, for about two George and a half George hours. George would say, well, get four hearses. Well, I mean, it's ridiculous. Well, we, we, it would anyway. be great. And you could do a series then. <laughs> it would be very And Richie, any, any big subscription? No, we're just no. continuing to sell our wonderful five euros a month subscription offer at yes, the time.ie yes, yes, slash yes, join. Yes, all right. Well, good luck with all Shameless. that. Let's Shameless. Go, let's go to our Pretty first succinct. Tra- talking <laughs> point of the week, which is that in a place that's unfamiliar to me, in Helensburgh, in Scotland, there is a venue called the Rossley Hall Hotel. Mm. And they are now setting up for the third year their Groom Academy. So it's for husbands, gonna be husbands, to teach them how to prepare breakfast in bed, doing the washing up, the ironing, and all the different household chores. Um, but a lot of people are decrying this because it has got an undertone of a sexist assumption that men don't do this and they need an academy. What do you make of this? I think it's absolutely fantastic. I am so fully behind this, uh, uh, Ivan. I'm, 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 I'm more excited about this, actually, than, than my own podcast, to be honest. And I'll tell you why. Um, there was a wonderful uh, article recently in The Guardian. I don't know whether you came across it. It might have been something that you covered on the programme. It's called uh, The Dirty Secret of Why There Is Still a Housework Gender Gap. Right. And this is uh, an article um, that's looking at the the, the, and and presenting the facts that in England at the moment, 60 percent of the housework is done by women. Now, back in 1949, 60%. Well, actually, do you know what? You're right. I I think that's that's a conservative estimate. A a conservative estimate. And nowadays, of course, you have people with, um, they're both out working and sometimes the woman might be the bigger earner, but she will end up doing more of the domestic duties. Now, back in 1949, Simone de Beauvoir, when she brought out the second sex, she said, and this is so true, few tasks are more uh, like the torture of Sisyphus than housework with its endless repetition you the, the clean becomes soiled the soiled becomes clean over and over Teresa. day after day Teresa. Joan Rivers Teresa. I'm, I'm sorry I'm here. so excited no, 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 Joan no. Rivers said you do housework you, from top to okay. bottom and then you my, have to do it my, all over again my, my six months to later. this my approach to this fairies is, is that they say fairies they you say, said fairies do your housework. No, 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 I heard no, you. no, no. That, that they they say that housework won't kill you, but I wouldn't like to risk it. That's my approach. To it. <laughs> well, you know what? You, you do have a, you have a, a, a back that, that 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 you know it, it might it might hurt. In your and case, ironing but things. Are there, it's actually very difficult. Listen, Quentin Crisp was the funniest <laughs> because he didn't dust, and he said after three years it doesn't get any worse, and that's as much dust as it's going to be. <laughs> and also, he never washed his dishes, so oh on a Monday he'd have bacon, and on Tuesday he'd pick up the plate, run his finger over it, and taste it, and he'd go, "Oh, I had bacon yesterday. I'll have." eggs today so he'd run his finger over it and he'd say I had eggs yesterday I love sausage today be dead and then the he'd Friday. run his finger over it and he'd say that tastes like fish but I know I had sausage I better wash the plate right. so that was his way of looking after that kind of thing in our house it's just 
it's a perfect divide because our house, as everybody knows, because even the man in the moon knows I'm gay. Mm. And my husband and I split it right down the middle. Right. So and what we do, like someone does the hoovering, someone does the windows, someone actually, does the laundry. Yeah, I'm not allowed near the washing machine because I'd press the wrong buttons. And I know, everything would come I know. Out pink. But who does the ironing? Because I think that's the most difficult of all. I bet you have a woman in doing it. No, my husband does the ironing because he was in the Navy. Right, and he learned how to. And, and get do, a crisp can he do shirt. this? Can he do the starch? Oh, you can spray you on the starch, the starch anymore. Do you like, not? You don't need because you don't have shirts like. That. All right, do you all know? right. But no, it's perfect. I right. do all the cooking. Right, I do the shopping. Right. He does the hoovering. You know, it, it just works out. Right, That's right. right. Domestic bliss. Twenty-two right. years. There you go. Right. And Frank is very good. Frank brings me breakfast in bed, but we're married 31 years, remember, and, you know, there was a lot of kind of... Breakfast in bed is, education. is, to, is totally no, over. Yeah, this yeah, is what yeah, yeah. Totally over. Totally totally Let's go no, to the, nice. the, the PC version Get of this. Get out of bed for breakfast. We have a metrosexual man amongst us <laughs> Your definition now. of what a metrosexual is is well, pretty scary. Well. No. <laughs> no. It's like someone that was hit by the Lewis. I'm surrounded <laughs> by metrosexual, homosexual. What have you got for me on cleaning up? I, I I do it in one one big go. I just do I, I I just go at it once a week, and then what I do is I work so hard the rest of the week that I'm never there to mess it up again. So my kids stay with me at the weekends, and and they cause chaos, and I go around stepping on Lego and doing all that kind of stuff, and then I give it one good blast on like say a good hours intense cleaning, and then it, it's okay. I the difference between men and women is men can men can not see it. They cannot see a mess. But you better. like coming no. into a lovely well, clean no. home. They should be training women to not see okay. it as well. That'd be now, much, now, much can better. I tell the truth? Yeah. The truth of it is that I've lived in three different rental addresses in Sandy Mount and I'm currently living in Dunleary. And there is no difficulty getting some person to come in for three hours once a week and to do a proper job. Everything on a Thursday evening when I come back... Everything is spotless. Yeah, but that's just the no, two no, of no, you. no, no, no. But it's not that expensive in the in the in the overall. But if you've you know if you've four or five kids and and they're both out working, the the reality is sadly is that the, the woman tends to do more. The man might well, be... So not, then, now, this person doesn't do laundry or anything. I, like Deirdre is the laundry fairy who does all of that. Deirdre does all that. <laughs> but, but Deirdre She's probably... Very, see, it's also a question of skill. I'm totally yeah. inept. When I was in Swansea on my own, I had to do some of this stuff yeah. and I just could not get a proper crease on anything. So I just... I'm no good oh, at it. she's amazing. She's obviously... You mentioned She's start, good at it, though. She's obviously putting and starch I would praise her. As well. I would praise her. Have, have you yeah. heard of bounce? <laughs> this is the thing you throw in the tumble dryer. You don't need to iron your shirts. Right. But, you know, mm-hmm. men tend not to do... the. Re- really horrible yucky things like cleaning out that awful juice at the end of the bin like you know oh, taking the spaghetti geez. out of the sink this is the stuff that we do now if you want somebody the asked the juice recently, at the end of the bin has just made my stomach turn oh, backwards that, you know if, if there's liquid at the, coming out of pouring out of the end of the bin no there shouldn't food. be you just pour you just you're pour, doing it wrong wait wait, wait <laughs> hear my Mary Condo tip on that now you just, you just, a, a you just pour you just pour freshly the boiled water on that and you leave it it's time to listen to Stevie Wonder that was Superstition there with Stevie Wonder. We're discussing the fact or fiction of superstitions. A Chinese airline is suing a passenger, Mr. Lulu, who has uh, been sought after for 20,000 damages. Apparently, in the Orient, in the east of Asia, they have this tradition that if you throw coins at something, it'll bring you good luck. And poor Mr. Lou threw two coins that ended up in the engine. 
and therefore the plane was grounded on safety uh, considerations. So the issue is, do you uh, spit at magpies? Do you wave at two, you know, one for a boy, two, one for luck, two for sad, sorrow, joy, whatever it is? If you break a mirror, is it bad luck? Will you not do things on Friday the 13th? Is this all... Uh, uh, fiction and folklore or is there a germ of truth in any of these bilhues? I think it's complete poppycock although I have been guilty of throwing three coins in the fountain in Rome as you do at the Trevi Fountain it's part of it you just get in the mood of the song and throw three coins and you know but it's like the closest would be lighting candles in church that's kind of superstitious isn't it it's not really religious that's you lighting a candle for somebody's good intentions and I think that's a lovely thing to do but the negative things of not walking under a ladder or a black cat or you know spitting at a magpie whatever it is but these Egypts in China throwing coins into the engine of a plane I mean Jesus Christ (laughs) have they never ever watched anything that tells them disaster is imminent if you do something like that but but people do believe in fate and destiny and good luck and bad Should luck. Should they hurry it along if they're going to sabotage No, 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 I'm sorry, that, that's, that's a given. Yeah. Well, tell me, what is a pishog? A pishog is the same. That, that's like when... Because you, we were covering this and people text in about pishogs and I didn't know what a... Was it a type of urinal or what is no, it? No, no, no. <laughs> well, did you ever... You were a farmer. You're from yes, the farming yes, background. Yes. Did you ever hear of people burying eggs mm-hmm. in the corner of a field when they wanted to curse the crop of a, a rival within the parish? Or I never uh, did. Go well, on. That's a pishog, is uh, it? In the 1960s, there was a Ryark film made by the, the priests and it was about all of those kind of things. And John Charles went completely mad. John Charles McQuaid, the archbishop, went mad when it was broadcast on television and had the producer, the priest, banished to the furthest parish in the Dublin diocese and silenced for like two years for making a film that represented our old ways. And there are lots of them, like the Rand Boys at Christmas. So, yeah, yeah. Type, Paddy, that's all. Uh, all right. That's all pish. Do you not believe in fairies? Uh, <laughs> not really. No. Do, sorry, I remember Over you. Over here. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> right. I remember hearing you say the fairies did our housework at home. You came yeah, home. That's... No, no, you obviously do. No, you no, do. no, I, I actually don't. Uh, we... uh, no, no, sorry. The, the point is this. Is there any element of this? That, that is beyond coincidence that, you know, uh, that you could say, because there's a lot of folklore around this, biddy yeah. early and so yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. No, no, the stupidity of the highest order throwing a coin in, into an engine. I remember years ago hearing about Gabe Byrne, who nearly didn't go on to be the great, great broadcaster that he is, uh, in his very early days going over, was he going over back and forward to Granada in Manchester? Yeah. Uh, a, 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 a gull went into the, the, the engine and it gay nearly became a, a, a cropper. It is so dangerous. That's absolutely for, for sure. On my way in today, though, however, uh, I'm tipping uh, magpies every two minutes. And I you know the way people, when they thrilled. walk past a church, they bless themselves. Well, I don't know that. That's I have a tendency it. to that's do that. Do you? I have a tendency to. That's just not a really habit. That's, that's a, a that's, habit. That's, that's reverence no, that you're it, going past a church. Or, I think I got a slap. Note? I got a slap on the back of the head if I didn't do it when I was right. a kid. So we right. all do I that. still do it. We, we, think not mean, enough slaps yeah, on the back yeah, of the yeah, head. Yeah. I say. Yeah, but you Richie, do that as well. Richie, this is beneath contempt, is it then? I, I suppose I still do. I do a few of them. I do the the salt. If I spill salt, I fling it over the shoulder. I I say good morning, your worship. If I see a magpie, because my dad. 
Yeah. Like a morning of worship, yeah, and I'd honk the horn at them if I if I saw yeah. yeah, that's I got that one from my dad. I wouldn't open an umbrella indoors. Um I'd knock on wood if Would I Would you walk I under a ladder? I'd walk under a ladder, yeah. And I, I certainly don't consider being pooed on by a bird good luck either. That's oh, another right. that's, that's, that's definitely good luck. One. Is it? That's good luck. I wouldn't no, live in a number I wouldn't live in a number thirteen house, so yeah. right. I, yes, I don't yes. know why. Yeah. Friday the thirteenth which would be which have any called a twelve A, I wouldn't be living in it. Right. Yeah. Um, okay. Do you see my handbag? I will drive a green car though. Yeah. My handbag is on a chair, and do you know why a Lithuanian woman told me a year ago when she saw my handbag, I was in a restaurant or something, she saw it on the on, on, on the ground. She said, Quickly, quickly, get it off the ground. She said, If you put your handbag on the ground, all of your money will fly out. I had so little money anyway, I thought, bloody hell, I'm getting that yeah. on the chair. So that's why my bag is on the chair in your studio. Right, right. Ivan. Okay. Quite well, let's move on to our next topic because earlier this week, Henry McKean found uh, the first ever meeting of the Pedestrians Network. It's a self-styled lobby group to fight for the rights. So the type of things that that Henry featured on the programme was poor pedestrians having to suffer with bad parking, whereby jeeps and cars just park up on the footpath and people with their buggy can't get by. Obviously, dog poo is an issue, poor quality footpaths, and then, of course, the old enemy, which is cyclists running you down on the footpath. Um, do, I, would you favour uh, this, 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 this protection of pedestrians, Richard? I'm all for pedestrians uh, fighting for their rights. Uh, dog poo, as someone who lived in the, the city centre, dog, dog poo was one of the most... There's a special place in hell uh, reserved next to the Brexiteers uh, for, yeah. for, for the people who, who don't pick up after their dogs. Uh, you've no idea how hard it is to clean it off a child's buggy, how hard it is not to get it on yeah. a child's buggy walking around town. I actually wrote a piece at one stage saying that they should DNA test all dogs. So we should have a DNA profile of every dog when they go to get their chip and then we should be able to DNA test dog people. What if we're spending fi- two billion on a hospital? Why not spend another couple of And find the owners. On- in, a, in, a system, yeah. in a system, the fine could be about 10 grand as far as I'm concerned. And my that, older, that my older brother and his wife moved their children yeah. out of Dublin because of it. No one is fine because for of dog it. poo. Because yeah. of dog yeah. poo, right? And, and no one is fine for it. So, um, but if you actually I'm saw sorry, someone with a fine. dog, if you saw someone with a dog and they didn't do anything about it, would you accost them? <laughs> it depends on the size of them, but I'd scream at them. Depends the on the dog. The person the size of the person. Would you be known to get out of the car to berate people who are quite innocent going about their I'd, daily I'd business? I'd probably just look at them very sternly, shaking my head. You're a reporter. You enough. could film them. Every, and yeah. You don't have to be a reporter. That you is actually them. a good challenge. You yeah. know the way people photograph their food now. Why film not them. photograph film people them. and name them and shame them and, and set up a website for it? And, and it's €120 Euro for fouling the pavement if you're caught. Okay. okay, that's but the, the fine. fines are they've never the they hardly prosecute anyone. But they can if they if they if they have information. Yeah. If a guard saw somebody doing that, obviously. But but you could do this. We could start. A, we could join in with these pedestrians and you and, could podcast and, and support it. Okay, them. now <laughs> uh, uh, the 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 issue though of pedestrians' rights and yeah. making a lobby because it's local election year and so on. Uh, do, 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 would you support this, uh, Theresa? Absolutely, a hundred percent. I'm so in support. Of, of of those people, I I heard Henry McKean's report. Um, I'm you know with them a hundred percent. First of all, it's a mother that founded uh, this 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 group, yeah. um, and she has a, a little girl. I think her name is Edie. And it she's was six, a sight problem, yeah. Who is visually impaired? Yeah. And I could absolutely. She was so brilliantly expressed this that this child is walking with her stick, and the stick is getting embedded in dog poo. 
the child mm. is touching the dog poo, the mother has to disinfect, and it's probably the mother, has to disinfect the cane three times a week at least, right? Then you have elderly people, you, p- people who are visually impaired. This is only a little six-year-old girl, by the mm, way, mm. who's an, an astonishing, uh, uh, the most articulate young yeah, girl. Yeah. I mean, she's amazing. Um, Edie, but, but, but so I, I'm very much in support of them. Can I also say that, uh, I, I mean, it's not really my area of expertise in law, but it is absolutely illegal to park your car on the pavement. You do not, if you're a Joe Soap and this is your house and you think you own the pavement, you don't own right. the pavement. There may be some uh, merit in somebody who owns a premises who's paying rates who w- w- sure. w- may regard themselves yeah, and as... And I wonder do the as, clampers as, as, as pay as much attention to this as, as they, they, they could or should. I have a pet... You see, uh, at least the people with the dogs are fellow pedestrians, if you think about it. But my point is this. I have an absolute pet hate, and that is this, because I walk everywhere. There's three people coming along in the opposite direction. Now, there's mm-hmm. only space on the footpath for two or three people. Mm-hmm. And they're so engrossed in conversation. Now, I'm not talking about people who are just looking into their phone and just crash into here and are mindless morons. I'm talking about people oh, yeah, who will true. not get into any sort of single file. And you actually have to get off of the footpath. Now, someone actually told me the way to do it is look between their two shoulders about 10 yards into the distance as if you don't see them and they will get out of your way. Mm-hmm. But that's equally rude. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just think it's so thoughtless. Mm. And you see even couples, elderly couples, holding hands together. But there's only goddamn space in the footpath for two people. Do you not realise you're driving people off the... Now, I, I thought I was alone in this, but I went on holidays in my time off to Jersey. And did you know when the Nazis took over Jersey, you had to walk in single file on the footpath. So you're so saying, I'm saying you're a Nazi. Hail Ivan, <laughs> and we will introduce a rule that you must go in single file. You cannot walk three Gosh, in a line. He's sounding because German this, now. Yeah. But I think the pedestrian's rights is too big right? a catch-all. It's too big a catch-all because the dog poo is a different subject. Parking on the footpath is a different subject. And the mindless moron zombies that we've talked about before on this programme, that's a different subject. People not taking responsibility for their own spatial awareness, that's what drives me crazy. So while What do you mean by that? People who just don't, as you say, three of them come and walk and towards oh, yeah, me. They're not, yeah, yeah. And people who decide to stop in the middle of the footpath and have a conversation that's with somebody. That's another thing. So that you have to walk yes, across exactly. around And tourists them. are the worst at that. And people, and they're, they're, like, there's a particular point yeah. along uh, the, the railings of Trinity there. What do you yeah. call that? Three, it's Nassau Street. Nassau Street, Nassau Street. Yeah. yeah. And people just congregate there, have a chat. They're tourists. Talk yeah, about, yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. And like, do they not realise people are trying to get from A to B? And people coming out of restaurants after lunch and oh. finding 25,000 ways to say goodbye. That's right. And they're all talking to each other That's and all right. in a cluster. Yeah. Go back to work. Get go, away. Go, or go back to your seat for goddamn sake. Can do not talk, block my can way. Can we talk about cyclists in this? Well, cyclists, I'll tell you course. why I want They're to talk about cyclists. Contempt. No, 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 no. No, the cyclists, <laughs> no, no, we no. Have, we have, no, we have to be very mindful. But no, I, I need to make reducing. a point. Yeah. I am tired of seeing bikes uh, parked and, and uh, attached to lampposts and then sometimes point. they fall. Then you have a visually impaired person who's tripping over the damn thing. That's right. Or you've, you don't have no, to be I actually, this morning, I actually, <laughs> I actually was, was trying to cross the road yeah. and get in between uh, uh, two cars and here hadn't someone 
uh, clipped their bike to some bar or, or, or you know, like some lollipop yes. stick or something, and I couldn't get in. bays for bikes. No, the, the, city, the, the city just hasn't station, kept pace with the number of people cycling, of and it's it's impossible to find. A, 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 Are you a, a, cyclist? Yeah, but it's very hard to find. So an he's empty a, he's, cycling he spot. is a Taliban. But if you consider yeah. the amount of like Al Qaeda, given, <laughs> given they should be encouraging cycling, <laughs> ISIS cyclists. You need to have one of multiple. There should be more parking. One of the most dangerous things that's happening at the moment is the state of the footpath. Anyway, yeah. The number of broken footpaths, the number of loose curbstones where you put your foot down and you might as well be getting on a skateboard because you have no idea which way it's mm. going to go, particularly after rain. So you put your foot down on a loose paved stone. All the water has gathered under it. You put it down, then it splashes mm. all over you and you go, what mm. the hell? So can I say from a legal point of view, if you're on your phone at the time, you don't have a case. And the, t- okay. the time given to people to, to cross the road now and the time you have to, like if you're down at, at Trinity at the front there where the Lewis comes by waiting to cross, you could be waiting three minutes. Yeah. Before, like, even though you're, you're the pedestrian. And, and, and you, know, you know, of all the crimes yeah. against humanity that cyclists do is breaking those particular yeah. gates at that particular <laughs> junction. I actually take my life man because I'm pushed off the footpath and then I find the red, the light is red against cars and uh, bicycles. So cyclists, and they just cyclists, sailing cyclists shouldn't break red lights. But, but the fact is, an the, the fact the is, that, like a cyclist hasn't killed someone in decades in Ireland. Well, the cyclist needs special protection, but the pedestrians do. As you pointed out I'll in your own programme, most of the accidents are with pedestrians. And we I'll, have to be I'll very take Richie seriously in relation to the definite problem of cyclists' injuries and fatalities when it's compulsory to wear a helmet. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. It is whole dangerous cycling. Uh, anyway, right, we'll go on to our final topic. Do you have one person in your workplace that you just can't stand? Well, you're not alone. A survey of 7,000 workers in the UK found that as many as 6 out of 10 people say they have an office nemesis. Someone you just can't stand the sight of. And no matter what they do or how nice they seem to be, you're stuck with it. So, but could this be true, Bill? Uh, depending on the scale and size of the company you work for, and now that there are so many conglomerates in this country, like back in the early 80s when I was part of our national broadcaster and I worked in there, yes, there were many people I couldn't stand. And there were many people that, you know, just were were very awkward, difficult people. But since then, I've worked in small independent companies and you work with people of a like mind. So no, there's no situation where I would be working with somebody I didn't like. That That's just... Doesn't, couldn't arise because well, when of the scale you're a contractor like you are and you're supplying a service or a program or an event for someone like that yeah. or a, a production, uh, you know, you might have someone on the opposite side that would be a bit of a nemesis who's always, you know, wanting to, you know, get into. <laughs> and you think I'm going to squeal on them a on here? Match. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. I know, I know where my bread you're, is buttered. You're, you're just suck it up and just say, I you, love you. You have, to, you, have to, you have to. It's called sleeping with the enemy. Right, <laughs> yeah. right. Yeah. Because you you know that that would be a common situation for you. Of course, nobody. In loves other words, so say, I think Bill, we should do it this way, and you'd say, right, yeah, and, and you're biting your tongue and say, this person, you know, is only a wet day on the job. They don't know what they want. They don't know how it's going to look. I'm telling you, it's the right. Would you actually stand your ground, or if you had a nemesis like that, or would you just would you just be a pussy? You read the situation. Every situation is different. So if they pay you more, the s- size of the contract has a lot to do with <laughs> right, 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 and the frequency how much sucking up you've got. Yeah. To do yeah. okay, Teresa. What, mm. what, like, I would have thought. I would have thought in the legal profession, one of the skills is 
that you can be visceral, you can be adversarial, you can be abusive about the other person's client, and then you go into the law library and you have a cup of coffee as if it never happened. Yes, and it's I did that in politics um, because mm. the way you did it was you'd be flailing, particularly in opposition, flailing the minister of the day about their ineptitude, their incompetence and all the rest of it. But actually, we're playing the ball, you know, rather than the person in reality. Yes. And You're playing out a role. You also have this lovely thing called parliamentary privilege. You can say what you like about people. <laughs> sure, sure. There are people that didn't uh, d- didn't necessarily uh, seem impressed at all by the fact that I came from TV in the in the law library. It's down to, to first of all, Everyone has a rough and a smooth handle. Try and find the try and find the best in the person. We're all very different. Uh, not everyone is like you. Can talk to everybody and and well, and. Well, no, and there's precarious. a golden rule. There's a golden rule if you want to get on with people that you have to get on with. As we spoke, mm. it's just you know flattery gets you everything you want. And, and, like, <laughs> and like, if you just blow enough smoke up their hole, oh, they will actually be eating <laughs> out of your hand. Yeah. And, and the other thing is, people love to talk about themselves. You know, if yes. you say, "Tell me about oh, is your mom, how is your mum now?" You're right. Yeah, and, like, and they, you can just manipulate the I, whole I, thing. I, I give networking. Like, and it's just like it's professional. You just put a mask down. It's, I give not a bit networking um, it. conferences around the country. And what I advise to people when they're net, if they want to be a successful networker, you this is long term relationships you're talking about, and you really genuinely no fake you know fakeness about this. You should be interested in that person, what they have to say. And try and connect them. If you can't, if you're, if you can't, uh, once you fake sincerity, you, you, you can fake. No, no, anything, you yeah. connect them with people that can assist their business. So <clears throat> it's nothing to do with being fake. Um, maybe that's a political thing, but 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 I, I certainly don't find that <laughs> that's in just law a broadcasting thing. <laughs> okay, uh, so so uh, I'd say you have a lot of enemies. In the <laughs> I mean, like they mightn't say it well, to your face, Richie. Journalists need I mean, to be sound because you, you, you're, you're like yeah. he's too uh, nice. If you, if you, no, but if you're editing someone's copy yeah. and say, you know, actually, I, I think you could word that a bit better, or you actually do a sub edit on it, it's as much as saying, well, that was a load of crap you sent me. No, what you do is, is you just make the changes and then you you don't say anything and you hope they don't notice or or you may or, you may, or if there's a story you're going to drop you wait till they go home and then all just, right just, so That's pure story disappears and, and a nemesis have you no, ever journalist, had in your in your working career uh, no journalists are mainly sound like we have to be sound to each other otherwise we'd have no one to go drinking mm. with um, and the other thing in in journalism I've learned as well is is you can have big stand up rows over something and then. That's it. If you you know you need to forget about it straight away and not hold a grudge with someone because well, it's only women do that, isn't it? Uh, you know what I mean? They have it up their nose for a month. I think with you know, men just get over. Uh, it would you ever it. get off the stage so. here? Come well, on, what men do you mean are women? the biggest bitches Abs- on this planet. Thank you, I'm Bill. Sorry. Thank you, the, Bill. The people you, you no, <laughs> no. <laughs> Newspapers are a weird place because you, you get you, you get you get kind of into kind of management positions for for your for your editorial skills and you don't actually have any human resources qualifications or any management sure, things. So you yeah. have to learn that, which is pretty tough. And that mm. can cause all sorts of uh, tensions. And all right, we're going we're gonna to draw stumps at that stage. My thanks for my panellists uh, today. Uh, Bill Hughes, producer of Mind the Gap Films. Richie Oakley, editor of the Ireland edition of The Times. And they have some sort of subscription service as well. And <laughs> Teresa Lowe, barrister and soon-to-be podcaster extraordinaire, thank you all for being my guests this evening. And that's your lot on the hard shoulder from this week. My thanks to the production team, Mark Simpson, Ashling Moore, John O'Donovan, Alex Russo, Roshan Davis, Steve Daunt, and um, Off the Ball is up next. Our sound guys were, of course, Michael Quilligan and Peter Malloy. Uh, I'll be back on Monday, the best of the hard shoulders on Saturday night. Thank you for listening and have a wonderful weekend.
Air Credit Card, brought to you by Bank of Ireland in partnership with Aer Lingus. Whether you're buying your weekly basics or splurging on a special gift, with Air Credit Card, you'll collect Avios and unlock even more rewards. The only credit card in Ireland that gives you travel rewards as you spend. Sign up now by searching Bank of Ireland Air Credit Card and go from tap to take off. Bank of Ireland, begin. Over 18s only. Acceptance criteria, lending criteria, terms and conditions apply. Subject to a monthly fee of €7.99 and annual government stamp duty of €30. Euro. Bank of Ireland is regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland.